Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. I'm your host today, Pastor Neil Radical. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity in Christ's kingdom at Emmanuel. Glad to have you listening in today. Our devotion is taken from James chapter 3, verses 7 through 10, and this is what we were talking about with the children's sermon this past weekend. We had gone through James 3 verses 13 through 17, and focusing on what it means to be wise in God's eyes, putting that faith into practice, as James does so well throughout his short letter here. But the first part of James 3 talks about taming a specific kind of beast. In James 3, verse 7, it says, For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men, who have been made in the similitude of God. Of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. The first half of this reflects on taming beasts. Steve Irwin was that animal crocodile hunter, and he continued to amaze people throughout his life with all the different animals, some very dangerous, that he would wrestle and wrestle with and continue to bring us wonderful facts about the incredible creatures of God's creation. What's interesting is that he seemed to do so much better with the untamed creatures than he did with the tame. For those of you who don't remember, Steve Irwin was ultimately killed by a stingray when a stingray barbed him with that stinger and he eventually died from that sting. It's amazing to think about an animal that's generally pretty harmless and one that can be even held was one that brought Steve Irwin to the end of his life. It's interesting also that when we think of our tongue, it's such an innocent member of our body, but at the same point it can be so dangerous. James makes the point, first and foremost, that out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. His point is, how can we use our tongue, our mouth, our words, to praise God, and then ultimately bring cursing upon others with foul speech, foul words, or even hurtful words that we speak to one another? How can we bear the name Christian and speak such ways? James really heightens this example of what Christianity should look like in our actions by asking and praying to the Lord for strength to tame this tongue of ours, which can bring the word of God's gospel, the truth of our salvation, our Savior forgiveness to everyone we talk to. Rather than bringing a bad reputation on God's name, as we talked about in the second commandment, We would rather use our words and our actions to speak praises of God's name, the name above every name which by every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord on the last day, a judgment day when Christ returns. Until that day comes, as God's servants, as his loving people, let us show him the same love which with he loved us by praising his name and declaring his praises of the one who has called us out of darkness into the marvelous light of his gospel, the good news of the blood that Christ shed to pay for every one of our sins. And so today, as we listen to this, as we reflect on James, help us to give thanks for the forgiveness we received and pray for the wisdom that God would help us to tame our tongue, 
to use it to praise bless him and give him that good reputation as Christians that he so rightly deserves. May God help us always as we pray for this joyful opportunity we have to share the love that we have, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Blessings on your day as you praise him with your mouth and tongue. In his name we pray. Amen. As far as announcements for this week are concerned, just a reminder again, this evening at 7 p.m. Wednesday, on this day of September 29th, we will not be having our online Bible class one more time. We plan to continue with our third congregational meeting when it comes to understanding those different applications of our school singing policies. Tonight we're going to be getting into more Bible study, so I'm very excited about that. So we hope you can attend tonight from 7 to 8.30 in person in the church basement. This weekend we will continue with our Sunday school and Bible class. Our Bible class will be going through why membership matters. We're continuing on in that healthy and wonderful discussion on that. In a day and age where membership seems not to matter, what does the Bible say about why we can consider our membership in our visible churches and the effect and blessing that gives on our membership in the Holy Christian Church of all believers of all time? This weekend, September 30th to October 3rd, is the Man Up Retreat. Now that the registration is basically closed, just ask that you would pray for the safe travels of all those men who are coming from different areas of the country, some as far as South Carolina or Wyoming or Michigan. So we're really looking forward to get together, study God's word, and have some good fellowship time as we reflect upon our roles as men in our homes and our church throughout the, our, our day-to-day lives. Also keep note, October 22nd from 11 to 4 p.m., it will be our blood drive here in the gym. And also, our Sanctuary Carpet Prep, Council of Deacons approved Saturday, October 16th at 10 a.m. for prepping the sanctuary for the carpet installation the week of October 18th through 22. That'll be starting that Monday. Very exciting. We're going to be getting new carpet in the sanctuary. Worship services, the weekend surrounding that, will be held in the MPF in the gymnasium for the weekends of October 16th and 17th and 23rd to 24th because of the, the carpet installation. Also, the Sanctuary Improvement Fund has exceeded what is needed for updating the carpet and pews, so no further donations are required at this time. So we thank you all for those donations to do this, and we praise the Lord for those blessings and honoring him in his sanctuary as well. On our prayer list, we want to keep in our prayers Bruce Newbert. He has been put on hospice in past. Stone was able to see him yesterday, and he's he is comfortable and in good spirits as as of that time, but we pray for the Lord to continue to keep him comfortable as at least the doctors are assuming that he may not be with us much longer, but that's always something we can't totally predict. We continue to keep in our prayers. Steve Groth, our brother in Zombroda, continues to be going blind. We, we still hope to find out more if anything else can be done for him, so keep him in your prayers. Also, Dave Miller, Paula Stelter's brother from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, our, our fellow congregation there. More tests are going to be done to be sure that his cancer is gone. And so we give thanks for the good test results he's gotten so far uh, with that aggressive cancer. Also, we're prayerful that Pastor and Rachel Nauman can bring their daughter Adelaide home, hopefully soon. And so we continue to keep her growth in our prayers. This brings us to our doctrine of the day. And we're answering the question about what is a good name? We've been going through a series on the Ten Commandments, and a good name is really reflective on the Eighth Commandment. 
Reading here from the Catechism, the Eighth Commandment says, You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? Luther says, We should fear and love God that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, or give him a bad name, but defend him, speak well of him, and take his words and actions in the kindest possible way. So this fits, first of all, with our devotion from James 3 about how we speak how we talk. If we've agreed that we can bring a bad reputation on God's name as Christians by how we speak, about how we interact with others, about how we speak about others even behind their back, then we know that that would be true of how we break the Eighth Commandment when it comes to our neighbors. Ultimately, what we do and say about our neighbors or the love or unloving attitudes we have towards them reflects on our Heavenly Father's name. And so the Eighth Commandment really reminds us that we are trying to protect the reputation of others. That means really, once again, thinking before we speak and how we talk about others, making sure that the facts that we have are truthful and that what we are sharing is in the sense of building up versus tearing down, and not just for the sake of sharing things. A lot of times people put their confidence in us by keeping things secret, just to pray for them. They don't necessarily want everything broadcast around. There are other times where if someone is caught up in a sin, where we are trying to invoke others to help pray and help alert that person for that soul-destroying sin they might be unrepentant for. And so there's a tough balance. But ultimately, when it comes to the person's reputation, we want to do our best, as Luther says, to speak well of them and take their words and actions in the kindest possible way. It is important to consider the, a good name as a blessing. We know from the Word of God that we can treasure our reputation. We know how important it is that a reputation is something that will really hinder us from getting a good job or being in good standing with our family. So ultimately, we know that Proverbs talks about how a good name is better than great riches, better than silver and gold, because we know the harm that a poor reputation can bring to to us. So, as we consider these things in line with the Eighth Commandment, how are we going to conduct ourselves today? How are we going to show love to one another? I like 1 Corinthians 13, 5-7. says, Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. If we're going to show love to our neighbor, how do we continue to trust their word and continue to put the best construction on everything? We really pray today the Lord would teach us to be wise with how we use our tongues, with how we speak about one another, not gossiping, but really building one another up, just as we want to build up the name of God and what we say and do to his glory as Christians, as his children, we also want to show the same kind of love and compassion to our neighbor. May the Lord continue to bless us in this very difficult task of speaking his word lovingly and truthfully and considering others before we speak ourselves. This brings us to our hymn of the day, hymn 411 from the Lutheran hymnal, From Eternity, O God. The last verse of this hymn really focuses on what we speak. So I'd like to close our podcast today with this. From eternity, O God, in thy Son thou didst elect me. Therefore, Father, on life's road graciously to heaven direct me. Send to me thy Holy Spirit, that his gifts I may inherit. Verses verses 2 and 7. 
Though alive, I'm dead in sin, lost to all good things by nature. Holy Ghost, change me within. Make of me a newborn creature. For the flesh works ruination and can never gain salvation. Help me speak what's right and good and keep silence on occasion. Help me pray, Lord, as I should. Help me bear my tribulation. Help me die and let my spirit everlasting life inherit. Amen. It is by that grace of God that we can look forward to inheriting eternal life because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his work that he's done for us. And so we thank you once again for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. As a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, we ask that you check us out at manualmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. May you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.